This episode of Nomad Athlete Radio is brought to you by Bioptimizers and their P3OM, a patented high-end probiotic designed to push out bad guys. Go to bioptimizers.com slash nomeat. That's bioptimizers.com slash nomeat and use the code nomeat for 10% off. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Nomeat Athlete Radio. Matt, I had the pleasure of uh, speaking with your your wife for a little while yesterday. You know what? I forgot about that until I got home late last night from South Carolina, and I saw a uh, beer growler that I had sent over to you during the during the COVID. <laughs> I know, yeah. I was at the very beginning of the yeah. COVID era, <laughs> yeah. and I've held on to it since then, um, just because we haven't seen each other. But uh-huh. your wife came by with more gifts. The reason you gave me that beer was because she was bringing by gifts at the beginning of this, and she came by with more gifts. For... <laughs> what was the gift she was bringing back then? <laughs> um, she made a uh, a fox, stuffed fox animal, knitted a, a fox animal for our new soon-to-be Why did, you, why did she give that so early then, though? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You have to ask her that. <laughs> for, but, yeah. you know, so it was like a baby gift. For our soon-to-be baby, right? Yeah, you know, it just seems seems like that would have been so far in advance of a of a baby's arrival. But anyway, good for her. She she loves gives gifts, and she makes <laughs> she makes amazing things. I keep telling her to get it on Etsy. I know that's that's exactly what Katie and I said. I mean, they they are like really incredible. And the one she made for for Eliza, our older daughter, our our only daughter at the moment, only mm-hmm. born daughter, um, uh, is like one of Eliza's favorite animals, stuffed animals. So yeah, so. that that's awesome. Matt Tolman has a similar situation and uh she makes them from vegan yarns which i think is cool so i I think she could charge a premium the problem with etsy is you can't sell that stuff for a lot because it's i mean it doesn't it doesn't pay for the hours it takes to make them right Mm. what people are willing to pay but if it's if you say it's vegan yarn there's not too many of those yeah and uh i have another idea but anyway is there is there any more (laughs) to your part before i get into my etsy uh scheme well i was gonna i heard some stories about i asked uh your daughter about um about bears, and she was telling me all about the bears up in the, up in the cherry trees this summer. Oh yeah, we had so, a big yeah. They hung out. For, I went up in the cherry tree a couple of days before the bears did, and was getting all these cherries, and I like tons of them. Like it was, it was like a, a I don't know, I don't know what what it was, but it was just so many cherries, and I couldn't believe it. And I was like, I'm coming back next weekend with a ladder, and we're gonna really do this, and like get tons of cherries. And then the bears were up there the next week, or before I could even get back up there. And they were breaking all the branches and getting all the cherries, and it's just no good. But Ugh. it was cool, though. It was cool to see the big mama bear up in the, up going out on limbs on like a fairly flimsy tree. But uh-huh. just how good they are, I think, at, at gauging when a tree branch will bend and not not snap. And they, uh, it was amazing. Huh. Very cool. It was cool. And we tried tried very hard to scare them out of the tree and get them out. Oh yeah, we, that was. The we had out story. drums. I drove <laughs> my car right under the tree and just honked the horn. And they just didn't move. They just didn't care at all about people. They're not a bit <laughs> afraid so of funny. us. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Etsy. Um, <laughs> uh, I was not planning to bring up Etsy on this, but... Uh, is, this a, is this a downward-facing mat? No, no. It's it's actually... I was... I think it's such a cool thing. Because I was... My, my, my daughter has been into making crafts recently. She goes on YouTube, looks up crafts, and then comes down with you know, bookmarks made out of Elmer's glue or like these folding paper things that fold infinitely. I don't know. Really neat crafts that, that you can just now do on YouTube. And I was telling, and she's also really into business ideas. Like whenever we talk about a lemonade stand or like a selling something on the road, she's like wants to actually go do it tomorrow. Uh, so I was like, you know, you can sell crafts on Etsy. You'd have to really make good stuff, but like you could do it. So anyway, we were talking about that and we started Googling about or looking at it. And uh, I found these like Lego, you can submit a photo and get a Lego minifigure three D printed of your of your head. Wait, <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> and, it's, and it's not cheap. I think it was like forty dollars or something. Uh, but the kids always have made these like the different Lego promotions or things where somehow you'll get a Lego that is that is you, but it never actually looks like you. It's just the closest they can get with Legos. But this is actually three D print something, and it, and they showed the little examples of people holding it up. And it exactly was their head, and I think it was even has 3D features, uh, <laughs> and it was really neat that you can do this, and that people are doing this kind of stuff and, and making, I assume, making a living off of products like these. But anyway, I, I, 
was saying, I was trying, I had always, for a long time, I've been saying, we need to find a way to make these, uh, these things that Aaron knits, make them like a, a profitable thing. Not that we have to do that because she doesn't really want to do that. But I keep thinking like, because everyone always says, you should start a business doing this. And every time we're like, well, yeah, it just takes too many hours. It would never be worth it. But, uh, I thought what you could do if you had a had a little algorithm, a computer algorithm that could turn a photo into a knitting pattern, then you could make personalized knitted faces on on these little stuffed animals and dolls and things, which wouldn't be wouldn't look like the real thing. It would look like a knitted version. So it's not like the Lego thing. Um, but it, it turns out that it exists. You can you can actually get a, <laughs> a knitting pattern turned into uh, or a photo turned into a knitting pattern. So that's what I want her to do next is make. Uh, me or the kids, a personalized doll that comes from a photo of us. <laughs> and if that works, then I'm going to stop doing Nomad Athlete and start selling those on Etsy. <laughs> <laughs> that that just makes me think of uh, the like voodoo dolls that you, you, know, you poke <laughs> and so like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, know, you also get uh, the uh, personalized bobbleheads, which is nothing new because Dwight Schrute had that years ago. Oh, yes. mm-hmm. But uh, I still think that'd be really cool to have have a bobblehead of yourself. <laughs> Just, just gonna be cool to have see your, what you look just like. Just like hanging out on your desk every, every time you like raise it up, it just bobbles around. <laughs> Put it back down, it raises, bobbles around. I think that'd be great. <laughs> I like it. That's funny. Anyway, oh, I got one more thing before okay. we move on, and this what is because uh, last episode that you and I did um, was kind of rambly, mm-hmm. all over the place, and we said at the end uh, we have no idea if anybody. Is gonna appreciate this or listening. Well, I I only got one. I only had one piece of feedback. I did too. <laughs> from Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. He he reached out. Stephen, our number one uh, podcast listener and former guest on the podcast, mm-hmm. um, reached out to say that you know I, he didn't know if anybody else would listen, but he definitely was. Yes, he appreciated I, it. I and I appreciated getting that because we had just said I mean the episode was half an ad for plant bites and half <laughs> us just like going nowhere with stories. Uh so it was really good to hear that that at least one person likes that. And then there has to be a few more Stevens out there. So that was uh <laughs> that was reassuring. Uh so thank you Steven and thank you anyone like Steven who actually likes that kind of episode. Uh this one should have a little more direction to it, a little more shape to it and mm-hmm. uh it is. By the way, the Plant Bites launch was a smashing success. Uh, this is not a sales pitch because there are no more that you can get. Uh, we we had estimated like a thousand bags would would go in in the week based on how the people who had helped us develop it, how much they had bought. We have gotten pretty good at estimating how much then the whole audience will buy. And uh, at, in one day, it was gone. <laughs> that amount was totally gone. So then we scrambled and found a way to produce like seven hundred more. And they were gone the next day. So it, amazing that how how quickly it went, and uh, makes me super excited about that that brand and future for that. So maybe we're not actually that good at estimating. Well, yeah, I know. We tried some new things here. So we made a we made a video, a movie. Yeah, <laughs> that helped. Which <laughs> which was really cool. <laughs> it was cool. Uh-huh. Anyway. Um, Yes, so now we are talking about a real topic today, and I think we've never covered it before on Nomad Athlete Radio, which is always rare to find one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, grocery shopping. We've definitely talked about it here and there offhand in the context of like maybe what we eat in a typical day. And who knows? There may be a grocery episode that I just don't remember. But I don't think so. Yeah. So anyway, we said we're going to talk about kind of our approaches to grocery shopping, grocery lists, things that we typically do which i think is a fun topic so i think you know what grocery shopping i don't really mind grocery shopping too much i don't hmm. uh meal planning is is the hard part for me like that's the uh what's what's the word here doug the the crutch the no the thing that holds up a process mm. the bot not the bottleneck but like that anyway <laughs> uh that's for us is like what what no one wants to do uh-huh. And we've talked a lot about meal planning ideas on this podcast and how there are different strategies for limiting the choices and starting with a vegetable you have and then seeing what recipe, lots of things you can do. But for whatever reason, it's just hard to plan meals, um, especially especially hard for me to plan meals when they are not, there's no real like joy in the making of the meals. If it's like cooking for fun and I'm learning stuff and trying new things and it's, and it's uh, you know, lockdown and I have all the time in the world just to cook, then it's really fun. But when it's just like planning the the routine the the routine meals, it is not very fun. So we don't we don't do that too often. But the grocery shopping itself, the going to the to the store, not like going to a 
market would be in the old days, but it's but it's not too different from that. It's fun to go out and get the things and then come back and make them. I like that. Have you have your grocery habits like not what you're buying, but the like process of purchasing groceries? How has that changed since COVID? Yeah, it's completely changed. Now we just we just order everything. Okay, which I think is probably the rest of the world too. Uh, I mean, I go to grocery stores sometimes to get things if I if we just need them. Um, but as far as like ordering the food for the week, that is always online now. Is that what you're doing? No, I mean we're doing that a little bit. Um, we're doing kind of. So where do you order from? Whole Foods. Everything from Whole Foods, yeah. Yeah. Um, we. I don't know. We've been doing like maybe a monthly order from Whole Foods, and then the rest of it has has just been me going to Ingalls, and I go every mm-hmm. other week and kind of get some get some stuff. But it's been so. I used to not mind grocery shopping either. In fact, I actually kind of enjoyed it um, because it often meant I was by my, by myself. Yeah, right. Um, and uh, you know, I don't know. Just kind of, I could put in some music or whatever and just wander the aisles. Um, but uh, I, I have been the only person to grocery shop since covid mm, started right and um and we're often doing lar- much larger shops than normal because uh-huh. we're doing it for two plus weeks yep and uh and it just i don't know <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really over it <laughs> yeah i can see that i the large trips are terrible and you know what else is terrible i hate i, I really hate trying to track down something that i've never bought before that i don't oh, know what it anyway is know. <laughs> <laughs> And it's Erin is the one who tells me to get something, right? We need this something so she can bake or whatever, make something. Which is, I love that she's doing that, and I, and that's why I'm I feel bad complaining about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like when you're actually there trying to find this thing, and somehow in grocery stores there's never anyone who knows or can help you find. Yeah. it. I don't know. Yeah. It's just that that needs that's a problem that needs to be solved. By the well, you know what? Industry. That's actually a good. We should touch on that a little bit. I don't know if I have any tips or anything, but we need to acknowledge the fact that that is a frustration because. If you're a new vegan and you're looking at a grocery list like the one we have on our website, mm-hmm. like there might be a lot of things on there that that you've yeah. never purchased before. That is true, except as long as you're not trying to get into like vegan sourdough making or vegan, you know, super craft hobby cooking, it's all right there in the in the produce and the bulk foods section. Uh, if you want it to be right, like it, I guess you can go buy can- beans in a can or package things but most of it is there in the bulk section and and the and the produce like you don't need to leave that right side of the store really mm-hmm. uh or whatever side it's on but but you're right i mean that is totally a lot of these things are unfamiliar so if you have if you have 50 new items that you've never bought before even if they are all in the produce section uh that's not that easy because it's if you don't know the difference between cilantro and parsley uh well, I guess I guess they're labeled in the store, <laughs> but like the exact, you know, that's the point is like a lot of people. We just assume that people know this, but the cash register always asks me what which one it is. Right. So I think I think maybe we we give people too much credit for what what they know about uh, food. Yeah. So anyway, uh, grocery shopping, as we were saying, as I was saying, I I don't mind that the the thing is. I guess I don't mind it when I when I do it in a very inefficient way, which is plan a meal that I'm excited about making and then go get the ingredients for it. Hmm. And then the next day, need to do the same thing again, right? It's just such a waste of time to do that. And honestly, I don't do that anymore because we live too far from a grocery store uh, that it's not like it's just five minutes away and I just go do that. Uh, so these days we do we do pretty much plan. Um, I remember you telling me you did that and I was, I was blown away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and I used to really like it. I used to love like planning a meal in the early afternoon and then you know, at the end of the day after running or whatever, I'd just run out to the store and get it and it would cost me an extra half hour of time. Uh but I liked it cuz I could get fresh ingredients, I could get exactly what I wanted and it was fine. But mm-hmm. yeah, but now uh I don't do that anymore very much. So, anyway, um I guess do we have a general approach to grocery shopping, Doug? Uh if if all we're doing is getting the foods for you know what our meals are and i guess that is that is part of the approach so i don't ever 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 go to the grocery store and just buy things and say we'll probably eat this so i'll get it uh it's entirely i don't go to the store unless i'm going to get the ingredients for a meal or the meals that we have planned uh which i think is good 
and I've always done that. Not not didn't try to start doing that, you know, because it was a healthy habit. It's just it's just what I did, and I think it made me be a healthy eater. Because I remember when I first met my wife. Actually, when we first moved in together, we would go grocery shopping, um, and I remember her like commenting one time offhand how like we never stop. How like we she was used to stopping and getting ice cream. You just would you just swing by the frozen part and get some treats or something, and she thought it was odd that like. I never even considered that. We just walked right by that, and we didn't even talk about it because uh, it was. I just didn't think about like get something that we'll have just just to have around the house, um, and that's good because that. I mean, the good thing about it is that it makes you not buy chips, and I mean anything else that like you're not planning to eat. You're not you're not ahead of time saying this would be a good thing for me to to get, um, and so and so because of that you just don't buy junk food. So. Uh, I guess the junkiest foods I would buy would be the ones that were in the meals I was making, but that's sort of an extra layer of protection, I guess, against eating too much junk. <laughs> so I, I am actually not, um, I don't uh, do that <laughs> entirely. Okay. And and I will say like frozen ice cream or, or junk food, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I very rarely will like just grab something for just to have it on hand. But I would say fairly often, you know, I'm walking down an aisle and I see a sauce or something that catches my attention that I've never tried before, or, um, you know, maybe some sort of like, like we hadn't planned on doing an, you know, a noodle dish or something like that. But I'm like, yeah, you know, maybe we'll, maybe I should grab some of those noodles because I can, you know, then you have it on hand, you have it in the pantry so that when you're not sure what to eat and you open up the fridge and you see some mm-hmm. fresh broccoli or something and you're like, oh yeah, I'll just make a little udon dish. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do do that. Is that what yeah. you're talking about? Yeah, that is. And that's what I don't do. I, I would never mm-hmm. do that. Uh, unless I had an udon noodle recipe that, that I was, had all the ingredients I was getting. Cause to me, that's not like, and I think you guys cook in a different way than we do. Like I've been to your house for dinner and you guys will say, Hey, we're doing a, uh, burritos or something tonight. And it won't be that you did a burrito recipe. You just, you just made the different parts of a burrito and then you, you right. know, put them together however you want. So that what you're saying fits that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's that explains why why you would do that and I wouldn't because for me if I got udon noodles udon noodles uh, they are useless to me if I don't also have toasted sesame oil and scallions and ginger and whatever else to to make you know a meal that is that is meant to be made that way. Yeah, yeah, I get so, that. I get yeah. that. So do you do you leave our house every time you eat dinner and you're like judging us for not <laughs> no, no and i i didn't mean i tried to make that statement not have any judgment i hope i hope it doesn't it's just a different way of making and it's good because it actually makes you be creative in what you're cooking and like cause, and like so you wrote that post the sauce system mm-hmm. uh which i would never have been able to write because i don't you know i'm not a, i have no like creativity as far as cooking goes all i do is follow recipes yeah well and that's a perfect example like right so if i if we had the if we had ginger and we had whatever to make a sauce the a good like asian sauce mm-hmm. and and that's what we wanted we'd start there and uh and then just see what vegetables we had some carrots we had some broccoli if we had you know edamame mm-hmm. whatever we just grab whatever it is and then toss it into some some noodles and there, there you go right and you know i guess i do do that stuff from time to time but it is it's when we don't have anything else and it is using things that we already have for other reasons. Like I, like we have, we always have carrots and celery because they get chopped up every single week for salads. So I can make a stir fry with those things. Uh, and then we have tofu too, too. So maybe Aaron shops a little bit differently than I do and, and does buy some things that we just need. I don't know. <laughs> like, huh, I've never thought about these random things I have in my pantry. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> How did that get there? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's funny. Um, but yeah, so one of the tips that I, if if you are doing the cooking, and I don't, I don't, I mean, maybe certainly in this in this new age we are in, I don't think many people are going to the grocery store for one meal at a time. Uh, but when I was doing that, I found a huge hack, and I discovered this right after we had our second child. Uh, when I was just running out to the store because like we just were so behind, and like I just couldn't even think about planning meals. I just wanted to get the dinner for tonight. Store was five minutes away, and I'd go get it, and then I'd do it again the next day. And I started thinking with all this, I was like, just when you're there, pick out a few other things that you can make a second meal out of the next day, so that at least you don't have to come back tomorrow to get something. And that that started, that got me really going well. And what it also got me doing, that got me starting to think in terms of like, 
I started to have this little bank in my head of four or five meals that I knew I could get the stuff in three minutes in the store. It was always going to be cheap. It'd be like $15 for the whole meal for four people, for three people, but we had a new baby. Um, and it would always be good. And I knew my son would eat it and it was healthy. And like, so I had these few meals that checked all these boxes and I kept just getting the, like if I'd go to the store to get something that was kind of interesting and then, and then I would make sure I got three or four ingredients so that I could make one extra meal, hmm. uh, which I, you know, like I said, not that practical of a tip now. Cause I don't think anyone's going to the store like that, uh, with, with the COVID situation. But, um, that was one of my tips. That's so, interesting. Yes. Well, so, so, and that kind of falls in line with my general approach to go shopping. Yes. If we have a general approach and, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, th- Mine is what we do every week is we pick out typically about three meals that we know we want to cook. Um, and so that might be, you know, that might be three specific recipes or it might be just a meal that we know the recipe for, you know, and we know how to do it. But we'll have like three specific meals that we want. And then on top of that, we just grab a bunch of staples that we also know we're going to eat, you know, different pastas or rice or or, you know, beans and, and that kind of stuff, salad greens, so that we have um, we have the ingredients to whip up a taco night or a pizza night or, or whatever. We just have it on hand. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we, when we approach the week <laughs> and when, we, when I approach grocery shopping, there's, there's specific things that would follow those couple recipes. And then other than that, it's just kind of general stuff that we're just getting every single week pretty much. Makes sense. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of any other strategies. And the only thing I'm thinking of is saving money strategies. Mm-hmm. Um, there are like the, the very by now well-worn tips, like stay at the perimeter of the store, uh, or avoid the beverage aisle of the store. Um, that's where the beverages are. Yeah, but no, you don't need to buy beverages. Nobody, nobody should, should be buying I mean, if you want to go get the beers and wines, that's that's different to me. Okay. But, but to all walk right. down the aisle with all the Gatorades and the Propel waters and, uh, and all uh, that, like, there's just no reason to go with it because you're just going to buy sugar and water <laughs> mixed together and colored. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, but I, I wrote a post. I'm trying to find it really quick so that I can just be have my memory jogged. Um, one of the th- – and this, so this kind of then turns into, like, halfway cooking tips, and I don't want to do that. Um, but – one of the things that, like, if one of the things that I started doing was, you you don't need to ever buy fresh herbs, and they can be really expensive, uh, and they can make you feel like you don't have the ingredients you need to make a meal. Uh, but like, if something calls for fresh parsley or fresh thyme or fresh rosemary, like, just use the dried version, unless you were making the meal for the sake of like making something special. Then of course you go get the real fresh herbs. Uh, but dried is is going to be it has like a different flavor profile, but it's not a worse one. It's just different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like. That, that can immediately save you 6 or $8 on a grocery trip if you're planning three or four meals and you just don't buy the little packet, single-use packet of herbs. Much better yet, grow your own uh, because, you know, you can you can get, I mean, basil, the amount of basil that goes into a pesto dish costs $10 to buy it in packs at the store, uh, whereas one basil plant will probably cost you less than that and then it will produce 10 pesto dishes. So um, that was one thing. Um of course, there's the the dirty dozen list, the don't buy everything organic rule. That, of course, depends a lot on personal viewpoints and things like that. Uh, it's it's hard now because organic has nuance within it. Like there's there's plenty of organic food in some of these really large chains, um, and I wouldn't name them because I don't I don't know which ones are doing it you know as well as they can and which ones are kind of cutting corners. But like you can get food that is technically organic. Uh, but but the organic pesticides used are used in such quantities and, and such you know they're they're borderline not that good for you that maybe maybe a certain conventional conventionally grown food that just doesn't have organic certification but is pretty close that that might be the better choice so uh, when it comes to organic I've always been like just I look at the dirty dozen list the things that are on the dirty dozen uh, which is I think the EWG the Environmental Working Group is the one that makes it. Um, that will show you the, the things that are the worst organic things, and I just tend to avoid those. And I don't even always avoid those, but I tend to avoid those uh, conventionally grown and get them organic instead. Uh, but I never, ever want to let like the cost of organic prevent me from making healthy food choices. So I, I think, I, and I read this from Dr. Furman a long time ago, 
I think in his book, Super Immunity, which again is a great book, um, that the, the difference between like quality, just nutrient, like nutrient dense, micronutrient rich foods compared to foods that are junkier, that that is so much greater than the difference between uh, organic versus conventional of already good foods. Uh, so my thing has always been much more about just making the good food choice, organic being secondary. Uh, I know there are different, there's environmental concerns and things like that, of course, too. But uh, that was one of my ways of saving money. Uh, green, green bean, just very good um, grocery tip because it is super cheap, the grains and the beans anyway. Greens can be more expensive, but they're not going to break the bank if you need to buy a bunch of collard greens or kale for 3 or $4 um, to put in your meal. So that's always a good one. And that, that actually works well for both of our approaches to cooking because you can you can find a green, green, and bean recipe of which we've got some blog posts that list 10 or 12 of them. Uh, but you can also just combine them in any way that you choose in Doug fashion and go use the sauce system or pick out a new sauce you see in the store and then throw that on your greens and greens and beans. That's right. We I did an interview uh, recorded earlier this week that will air in a couple weeks with um, Tony from... Plant based on the budget, mm-hmm. and um, she was saying that they have a bunch of meals and recipes and, and meal plans where each serving is less. There's like right at a dollar fifty. Mm-hmm. That is that's pretty good. Yeah, there was a book called uh, I think it was Robin Robertson's book that was called. God, I thought it was called Plant Based on a Budget, but it must not have been. Um, but anyway, I think two dollars per day or two dollars per per meal was there. Mm-hmm. threshold for made it into the book or not yeah. Uh, yeah so you can do you can eat really cheaply and that is one of the big things about veganism is that people for i don't know if people still do this but they used to say oh yeah that's got to be really expensive huh and like the answer was always yes if you're gonna buy a whole bunch of fake vegan meats and vegan cheeses which which often are going to be more expensive than than their non-vegan counterparts mm-hmm. um then of course it's going to be expensive. And if you're going to buy a whole lot of produce and all you're going to eat is, you know, the healthiest possible food you can, which is fruits and vegetables fresh, uh, then yes, that's also going to be expensive. But if you're going to eat like in a way that that is, you know, somewhere in between the health, at least in my opinion, of an omnivorous, normal omnivorous kind of whole food diet and a plant-based whole food diet, um, you know, you, you can go and get a whole lot of starchy, grains and beans and like i said get them from the bulk section um have have a vegetable at every dinner but it doesn't need to be a whole plate full of vegetables it's nice if you can do that uh but it does it's certainly i mean it can be che- it can be way cheaper to eat plant-based if you want it to uh, yeah it just matters just now it's not not necessarily going to be if you're going to start choosing beyond meat and all those things which which we all do sometimes as we have said many times <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know the other thing with the fruits and veggies is is buying in season mm-hmm. you know blueberries are super cheap when they're in season and they're really expensive when they're out of season mm-hmm. you know you know if, if you if you pay attention to that stuff a little bit and change your eating habits just slightly throughout the year depending on what's in season then you can save a whole lot of money but if you know if every every week no matter what you're buying a bunch of avocados a bunch of blueberries a bunch of peaches and things like that that um you know in, in december are just way out of season right although avocados may be since a lot of them come from South America, they might be in season. But um, you know, if you're just if you're just careful about that type of thing, then you can save you know a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And it does mean that you know it does mean that you have to change your habits, and it does mean that during winter months you're not getting as much fresh fruit, for example. But right, but you're going to pay a premium for that fruit, and it's not going to be as good because it came all the way from who knows where. Right, and frozen frozen decent uh, option, right? Oh yeah. Does that does that avoid the out of season problem? Do they freeze that would, things for yeah, that? Yeah, that long? would definitely help avoid the out of season yeah, problem. Yeah, we do a whole lot of frozen frozen things. I like frozen berries because berries are a great example of something that's super expensive. Um, so to buy them frozen will will save money, and perhaps for that very reason, uh, that that you're not paying the seasonality premium. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also I just I would tend berries are such a super health food. And I tend not to eat them. I just don't make time to eat berries during the day. So to get them frozen and throw them in a smoothie is one of those things that I can I can automate. So mm-hmm. that that's the way we do that. Um, but you know, now and then I do do, and this also began with the COVID stuff. Uh, 
because we didn't know it seemed like it, i don't know if i forget if produce was hard to get fresh at the beginning or maybe because we were ordering and we couldn't really look at it uh we just ended up starting to get like frozen spinach and frozen kale and those things work just fine and honestly they're they're already prepped for you compared to having to do some work so hmm. um yeah i'm not at all opposed to to frozen food and usually with frozen foods uh you there you maintain a lot of the health benefit the nutrition uh right. certainly some is lost in just the the freezing itself and the, the time uh but in many cases it can be actually healthier i've heard than than fresh food that has sat on a truck for a while or has been picked and then sits on a truck for a long time uh before it reaches the store uh and oftentimes like they're picked before they're fully ripe because they have to allow for that shipping time and that leads to things that come to the store and they don't they're they're you know they have to ripen sort of as they're off the vine, which is not ideal. So anyway, uh, I don't know a whole lot about that process. But what do you, what do you use frozen greens for? I, I, that's something I never do is, is use frozen greens. What do I use frozen greens for? Yeah, uh, lots of things. So I would um, I make something that is called espinacas. It is a Spanish chickpea and spinach dish with uh-huh. smoked paprika and onion and garlic. Uh, I use them quite a bit in that. Uh, I would. Any sort of stew that like is you're going to be adding greens to, um, like I have a chickpea pasta soup recipe that I make that I throw some kale or whatever greens we have in. Uh, frozen works perfectly well for that because it's going to wilt anyway and it's just not, the freshness wouldn't really come through. Um, those are the big ones that I can think of. Uh, I've, I've done, other, I mean, I've made frozen, like, well, this isn't greens, this is frozen green beans, but I will use those sometimes. I have a Spanish uh, green beans and tomato dish. Uh, that works just fine, and I started doing it with COVID because I started having to have frozen ones. Uh, so that worked fine. And then smoothies, really. Like, we used to just... Yeah. We don't do this so much anymore, but we would used to have fresh greens, and when they would kind of go bad, we would put them in the freezer just as they were... Just before they were ready to go bad, and then just throw those in the smoothie, uh, which was a good way of, of using them. But if, but if I were making an effort of putting greens in my smoothie every morning, frozen kale or something would be, would be perfectly fine. Hmm. Okay. There you go. There you go. All right. So, so we, we did want to talk about um, a grocery list, right? Kind mm-hmm. of you know, general pantry grocery list. But before we do that, mm-hmm. I was thinking we tell a random story. What do you think? <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, let's take a second to thank our sponsors. Okay. Sponsor. This episode of Nomad Athlete Radio is brought to you by Bioptimizers and their P3OM Probiotic. As you probably know, Matt, there, there's good bacteria and there's bad bacteria in your gut. And one way of fighting against the bad bacteria is through probiotics. But unfortunately, many low-quality probiotics end up passing right through you and don't actually improve your gut microbiome. You know a little about, a bit about a microbiome, right, Matt? Oh, it's a hot-button issue, Doug. My it gut, is. Everybody's talking yeah. about the People talk about gut all the time. People, we even talk about... Uh, Matt Tolman talks about when he says, I'm going to trust your gut on some sort of business decision. He says, I'm going to trust your microbiome. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Does he? <laughs> yeah, really. That's what <laughs> vegan companies do. That's how. Oh, that's the nerdiest <laughs> thing I've <laughs> heard in a while. That's funny. Yeah. Well, I hope you have a healthy one, Matt, because uh, I'm. <laughs> that was a bad transition. But anyway, <laughs> I'm a big fan of a probiotic called P3OM. It uses just one proven probiotic strain, so effective it has been patented. And what it does really well is fight off the bad guys, things like parasites, viruses, and other pathogens in your gut. But here's the deal. The guys who make it are so confident that you're going to love it, they'll give you all your money back if you don't. Go to bioptimizers.com slash no meat. That's bioptimizers.com slash no meat. And use code no meat, and they'll give you 10% off. So if you've never used a high-end probiotic that can push out the bad guys, or if you're having problems with your gut and your immune system, give this stuff a try. Go to bioptimizers.com slash no meat, and you'll get 10% off with code no meat. All right, I'll make that work. Okay. All right, back to the groceries, Doug. What, uh, what other tips and tricks do we have? Or any more... I mean, I, it's, I don't have a I don't have a weekly grocery list um, that I can share because I said it just sort of changes all the time. You do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, well, we have uh, we have a basic kind of um, pantry list that uh, that we've shared on Nomad Athlete before, and 
Uh, and I've actually been updating it a little bit myself uh, so we can kind of republish it and send out a new version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been thinking a lot about this. And, well, I guess, do you use a grocery list app or anything? I was just going to bring that up. We uh, we just do it on Alexa. Uh, we tell Alexa whenever we think of something. Actually, the instant something runs out, we say, Alexa, add this. And hmm. it goes onto the list. That list then goes to the phone. And that's it. Very nice. Yeah, and then I just use a notes thing in my phone, the little notes app to just add random things. Mm -hmm. I wonder if do do we need to do do a like a a warning that you're going to use that word so that everybody's devices don't turn on. (laughs) I hope we don't need to do that in these these days. (laughs) Um, uh, We use an app called Our Groceries, and this is actually we're we're new to using this app because the. Um, the old one that we used, uh, Wonderlist, got purchased up by mm. Microsoft, and uh, and we don't like the new version of it. So <laughs> we just switched to something called Our Groceries, which I think I like even better because it does categorize, like automatically categorizes stuff, mm-hmm. which uh, it's not perfect because every grocery store isn't the same. But I do, I do appreciate having things kind of like lumped together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but. You know, the big thing is to have something, if you're in a relationship and you're shopping for a family, is to have something that you can both add to, Mm. and then it gets updated. Because there's so many times that Katie would be like, yeah, we need this. And I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Never added it. And then totally forgot. Yeah. Of course. Um, Yeah. So, I don't know. Should we just kind of run through some general stuff that we buy? Yeah. Like I said, I don't have a list, but uh, let me hear yours. I'm sure it'll trigger a few things for me that I can say, yes, these kind of are staples that I buy. So mm-hmm. what do you got? Well, let's start with fruit. Definitely always good fruit. We eat a lot of apples uh, and bananas are kind of a a given every single week. Um, bananas are a great food, I've realized. They're one of those <laughs> foods that, that it, very portable. So like it's so easy to, if I'm like when I'm driving to South Carolina for soccer, if we didn't do a good job of planning stuff, I just grab four bananas and bring them. And it seems weird. It used to would seem crazy to me to eat four bananas in an evening. Uh, but I actually feel really good about eating that way. I think I've told this before. Uh, and they're just portable. They don't they don't get beat up too easily. I mean, they can. But uh, I don't know. I just I like I like bringing a bunch of bananas as your as your food choice if you're just not gonna stop and get fast food. Yes, it's the best snack. The best snack there is. <laughs> True. Uh, yeah, so apples, bananas, you know, during the summer we'll often get some berries and like fresh berries and things like that, um, especially for the kid. Um, uh, you know, tomatoes, often get tomatoes, although now we have plenty in the garden, so I haven't purchased any in a while, but uh, we'll we'll typically have tomatoes. That's one of those that if they're out of season during the winter, I tend to shy away from just because, you know, might as well get canned or something. Yeah, we I our garden tomatoes failed this year. Um but I have come to become a connoisseur of uh, canned whole peeled tomatoes. And hmm. uh, if you just get some good ones, spend a few extra bucks to get the good ones, uh, they're, they're fine. They work in so many recipes that call for regular tomatoes. Is um, there a brand you want to shout out? I mean, I like Cento, which is an Italian brand. If you buy their San Marzano ones, they're like $5 for a 28-ounce can. Um, but you can buy like a 128-ounce can for a little bit cheaper. Uh, or... You can get that's a lot of canned tomatoes. I know, but English <laughs> used to have them for ten bucks. You could get like a gallon of canned tomatoes, and I would just buy them and then put them in in uh, jars and things. <laughs> so anyway, but that makes a big difference. Um, just get good ones. If you can get imported, they tend to be better than than U.S. Um, the big thing with tomatoes is they're packed in juice, which a lot of recipes will tell you just dump the whole can in. But if you if you rinse that juice off and you just get the good part, especially if you like pierce the tomatoes and just drain off some of the water first uh you get nothing but good good rich fruit in the in your sauce or whatever you're using it for nice that's a good tip that is good tip um yeah veggies you know definitely a bunch of lettuce i mean a bunch of greens so kale or or, uh spinach some Mm -hmm. romaine lettuce things like that i got another one i'm i'm just like the color commentary here i give yeah i I like it go for (laughs) it so i have this I I don't, I don't we these podcasts we've done so many episodes and so many repetitions I don't know what we've talked about before so pretty much everything I say I'm pretty sure we talked about this before uh, <laughs> but I have a collard green recipe where you roll the collard leaves up like cigars and then you slice it as thin as you possibly can 
which if you have a good sharp knife makes a huge difference. Uh, speaking of which, I just sharpened my knives. I got uh, I got a whetstone. I've had a whetstone. I got it out and sharpened all my knives, and it's awesome. Hmm. But anyway, you you just slice your your uh, collard green cigars into the thinnest little eighth inch slices you can. Get a pan as hot as it can go, especially cast iron is good for this, and just pour throw them in there. Takes three or four minutes. With stir oil them. or just yeah, with a little bit of oil. I don't know, a tablespoon of olive oil for a big, large bunch of collard greens, maybe. And you stir them. Uh, you don't stir them all the time because you want them to get a little bit of char on them. And then in the last minute, put in a, a minced clove of garlic and some crushed red pepper, and then dress it with salt and lemon juice. And it is the best thing. My kids, my both my kids' favorite food. They want it for their birthday dinners. It's like they're <laughs> it's they love it, and it's and it's collard greens. I can't believe that that's huh. their favorite food. Uh, but it is really delicious. And it's simple to do. I, I next time I go to the store, I'm getting collard greens. That sounds do great. It. Yeah. Awesome. All right, other vegetables, um, you know, broccoli, peppers, carrots, uh, celery. You know, that's kind of standards for every week. Mm-hmm. Um, always get potatoes, some sort of potato. And I know you're a big sweet potato guy, so I know you. Yeah. <laughs> Worst food in the world. <laughs> No, you know what? I'm okay with sweet potatoes. I don't. I don't like sweet dinners. That's that's my problem, and I don't like it's just too sweet. You know what we've been doing? Um, and this might be repulsive, <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason it really works. Um, I I did this the other day. I, I was like having a lot of trouble with sauce. I, you know, I may have even talked about it because we've done it a few times now. Uh, <laughs> this is what, the same thing. In the, you know what? I think I, I've, now that I'm saying it, I'm certain we have talked about it. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna repeat myself. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> all right. Um, uh, all right. So you know, just go through, grab a couple standard, your standard veggies. I would say. How about uh, mushrooms? You ever do mushrooms, Doug? You know, Katie doesn't like mushrooms. I really like mushrooms, but mm-hmm. Katie doesn't. So we don't. Yeah, we just never get mushrooms. Yeah, Are right. you a mushroom guy? Yeah. My family all likes mushrooms except for Holden. Um, so we will. That's one of our things we will often do as a side dish. Like if we're just having food that's not that healthy, mm-hmm. we'll also make a, a thing of like quartered mushrooms and some garlic, mm-hmm. and uh, they're really good. And they're they are healthy food. They're like a I don't know. They're different. They don't have the micronutrients. They have more medicinal kind of properties. Um, so I like to try to get them in like twice a week if I can get some mushrooms in. They're a G. They're a G bomb. G bomb food. food. That's right. Yeah, and the only way I get my mushrooms is through my mushroom coffee every now and then. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see, and then you know, uh, then we'll we'll get a couple special veggies depending on whatever sort of dish we want. I've been really into cauliflower recently. Oh yeah, you, yeah. There's something about it. When you get it crunchy, it just tastes mm-hmm. really good. Yeah, it is good, mm-hmm. and cruciferous. Yes. All right, so moving on to legumes. I'll, uh, we typically do a mix of dried and canned, uh, mm-hmm. definitely not above canned beans no. uh, in any way, especially when you're in a time crunch. But if you BPA are planning ahead, yes. Get BPA-free canned if you're going to do that. And BPA a lot of brands free. offer them now. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you, uh, you know, but if, you, if you're planning ahead and you have the time, you can soak some beans and do, you know, dry beans, and then that's the way to do it. Uh, you have a cooker, right? Uh, Instapot. Do you do beans? In yeah, but pot? I don't use it. I am not an Instant Pot fan. I okay. Have, I've never had success with it. The beans that I make in it come out, some of them come out crunchy and some of them are like dissolving. Hmm. So I'm just not, I, people love it. So maybe I have a bad unit or maybe I'm just user erroring it. Uh, but we, we so we have the uh, Rancho Gordo Bean Club subscription still. Oh, yes. That's which right. Which I absolutely love. Cannot recommend that highly enough. Uh, not a sponsor. Fact, not a sponsor. Uh, just this week, I have made two different. Uh, one pound bags of Rancho Gordo beans to like heirloom, these giant lima beans is a dirty word. Almost people just hate that sound, but, um, I love lima beans now. If you, if they're just not in a can, if they're actual beans that you cooked, they're just delicious. So, uh, I made one of those and I made these other Amarillo something that turned into these big beans. So I, I make some really good beans now from Rancho Gordo. And what I have learned is the quick soak method of soaking which is on pretty much any bag of dried beans you buy, it will suggest the quick soak thing, which you just boil the beans for like five minutes and then you turn off the heat, leave the lid on, and let it sit for an hour. And that is the equivalent in many ways of soaking overnight. 
Uh, what? That's on every bag of beans? Yeah. If you just read, read carefully, it will say quick soak method, and then they'll suggest that. And it works? Yeah. It's just fine. I mean, what I don't know about it, like a quick soak, in some ways it, it does things like dissolves the phytates or whatever. Um, don't quote me on that. That might be wrong. But it but it <laughs> makes them uh, more digestible and absorbable, apparently. Um, but what it really does is reduces the cooking time. That's that's one of the yeah. huge things. Um so, like, what I don't get about the quick soak, if you turn off the heat and you're letting it sit there for an hour, like, what if I had just left it on and kept cooking it for that hour? Uh, would would that be a faster cooking time than letting it first sit for an hour in water that's not boiling, that was hot? Right? It just, it just seems weird that I'm saving cooking time by letting it sit in water that was just boiling a second ago. Mm-hmm. Well, I am basically am cooking. So... Anyway, I don't know, but but I do that, and then I cook, and then usually most beans are done with another hour or two. What it does is let you gives you a chance to change the water, and that if if the phytates are being removed, um, lets you do that. And then another bean tip is don't add salt till the till the end. Like the last 20, 30 minutes is when you want to add your salt to a pot of beans. That is all really good bean tips. It is Thanks. good bean tips, but like you said, the canned beans are totally fine. Uh, they're they're. I mean, I think a lot of people like to like to get judgy and and think that canned beans are somehow bad uh they're only bad i think from the aluminum in the can and the salt in the in the in the whatever in the, in the canning liquid um or i guess it's the cooking liquid that is in the can uh that's the only real downsides that i can think of so i use canned beans all the time they're just not as delicious as as making them from scratch or from dry that's right so i'll do lentils chickpeas black beans mm-hmm Maybe, maybe something else. If I'm feeling cranberry beans, ever feisty cranberry beans. No, I don't even know they're, what that is. They're delicious. They're kind of like pinto beans, but they're—I mm. don't know. There's better. <laughs> All right, moving on to grains. So uh, we have it split out here: non-wheat grains and then wheat grains. Mm-hmm. Um, so non-wheat grains would be brown rice, quinoa, which is technically not a grain. Pseudo grain. Pseudo grain. Um. Yeah, that's about it. Really. <laughs> uh, anything else? Any non-wheat grains that you? No, I mean we have a bunch. We don't buy them often. Millet. Uh, mm, right. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? I'm blanking on the name. All of a sudden, the Italian grain that they make soups out of. I'll look it up while we're talking. Okay. Uh, oh, farro. F a r o. Yeah. Yeah. That. Um. You know, barley. I mean, we, so we have those things. They very rarely need to be rebought because we just don't barely, need much. Very rarely get used. Yes. Yep. Yep. Definitely same boat. Um, let's see. Wheat products. So whole wheat pasta, bread. Um, I, we get wraps a lot mm-hmm. you know, for sandwiches and I like wraps and burritos and stuff. Yep. So. Wraps are a really good way to make a salad seem like a palatable idea. Ah. Yeah, just throw everything in a wrap and then all yeah, of and put some dressing on it, and then it's somehow so much better than eating it with in a salad. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yep. So uh, breakfast cereals around here, we don't eat a ton of cereal. Although Liza does sometimes uh, does some kashi. Mm-hmm. Um, we do, we do oatmeal during the winter, uh, so mm-hmm. steel cut oats, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we get we get, we've been uh, getting bagels from our local baker oh yeah and um did i tell you no sorry go ahead they've been pretty good so that's been kind of our breakfast treat when we're not doing a smoothie did i tell you that erin makes bagels now what as part of her sourdough exploration she started making bagels and they're they're really really good they're probably like the local baker is just killing it in the kitchen these days she she is she really is with her cheeses and sourdoughs I mean, I do the cheeses, but... Oh, you do the, you're do. you the cheese guy. Okay, all right. I, mean, I got her the present, the uh, supplies, but then I just use them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, nuts and seeds. We got almonds, cashews, walnuts, flax seeds, chia seeds, uh, sunflower seeds. Mm-hmm. Sesame seeds, you say that? Sesame. They're kind no, of a condiment. I really get sesame else. seeds. No, you don't have a little jar in your uh, spice? I mean, jar? just like sometimes when we do our udon noodle night, yeah. sprinkle a little sesame seed on there. Right. Yeah, I mean, we do have some in the spice drawer, but it's not like uh, something I'm buying every week. Right. Yeah, nuts and seeds. I don't, a lot of people think nuts and seeds are not, or that nuts are like 
they're, they're one of those foods that is always back and forth of whether they're good for you or terrible for you. Uh, <laughs> I think they're completely good for you. Some people who want to lose a lot of weight maybe should avoid them because of the caloric density, uh, but I wouldn't avoid all of them. I would still have a few because they're very healthy. Uh, and in fact, a quarter cup a day has been shown to increase lifespan by up to two years. And that's uh, not that many nuts, and nuts are really good. So I would do that. Uh, heart disease, some people, like Esselstyn's program says, says don't eat nuts and seeds. However, I think there are, or I know there are a lot of uh, cardiologists, even plant-based, whole food plant-based cardiologists who would say nuts and seeds are totally fine for heart disease. I think it had to do with the fact that the original like uh, cohort that they looked at with the Esselstyn, Esselstyn group, or he maybe... I forget, but he, he was looking at people, and they, he had them on this completely restrictive diet, and it worked, and he got great results, uh, and I think ever, then it had, ever since then, it has stuck that you shouldn't have nuts and seeds, hmm. but they're good. Um, I would throw mine in a smoothie, walnuts and flax seeds, which tend to be, according to Gregor, the most uh, the most nutritious of nuts and seeds, um, so I will tend to do that, and it makes me, because I get that quarter cup or half cup a day in the smoothie, I tend not to think that I need to be eating nuts throughout the day, um, otherwise... But if you want to eat more, those, to me, buying those trail mixes makes us eat a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. And, and you can just make your own trail mix, of course. But somehow Whole Foods and Trader Joe's, they make these ones where they put uh, like some sweetened cranberries in there, maybe even some vegan chocolate chips. Yep. Um, and those that will just make you eat a ton of it, probably too much. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do want to eat more, though, because I don't know, somehow raw almonds or, or raw cashews, well, we don't eat that many raw cashews, but raw almonds, uh, which are very healthy, they just don't seem that exciting to me uh so i'll tend not to eat those kind of things but if i have a trail mix then i can i'll eat those and i think it's good to have a variety of of nuts so anyway. yep 100 percent agree on that just uh for some reason nuts are way more exciting when they're mixed together oh yeah way better spreads hummus nut butters definitely we uh, pretty much always have both peanut butter and almond butter depending on what we're in the mood for or mm-hmm. how much we're putting on something mm-hmm because almond butter is so much more expensive. Tahini. Well, yeah, I've gotten away from almond butter. I, we haven't bought that in a long, long time. Hmm. I don't know why. I think maybe because it's always hard to work with. It is hard to work with. Yeah. But and you can, it's, and it's you, pricey. Like, it's like three times more expensive than like yeah, most of your other right. nut butters. Yeah, and, and I think I think almonds are more nutritious than peanuts, but uh, I don't know. A peanut butter, if you just get like a, where the only ingredient in there is peanuts, uh, that I don't know. It seems like it. T- I remember when I first started tasting that, I thought it was horrible compared to like the stuff that had the palm oil in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've gotten used to it, and now I actually like it much better. So mm-hmm. you you can get used to that, as everyone says. Uh, so yeah, I think if you get a relatively unprocessed peanut butter, that is not so much worse than almond butter, and a whole lot cheaper. Yep. Um, oils. 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 I don't really think about buying oils very much because, I mean, we always do buy oil. I mean, we cook with oil. Not an oil-free family, but, um, yeah, always have some, what, some olive oil, some toasted sesame oil. Mm-hmm. Uh, always have some coconut oil, although we don't use it very much. What else? I mean, this original list had grapeseed oil. We never buy that. Yeah, grapeseed oil is kind of a, a nicer, I think it's a higher temperature cooking oil. It's sort of a nice alternative to like canola or vegetable oil. Mm. Uh, that's at least the way I used it. Um, but yeah, mostly I just buy extra virgin olive oil. And there's like a whole lot of counterfeit extra virgin olive oil out there. And a lot of times it's even cut with things that aren't, I think that aren't even olive oil. Um, illegally, of course. So you can, some of them brands though will make it easy for you to like verify. Like you type in a number on a computer and see where it goes. Um, so olive oil, good one. And I, I think that's something that is worth getting a decent kind, mm-hmm. uh, sesame oil. Typically I, I've heard different things about whether sesame oil should be cooked with or not, uh, or if it gets destroyed and, and, you know, actually becomes bad for you as soon as it is cooked. Uh, so usually sesame oil, I only put it on at the very end. Uh, but I'm not sure about that. It, it, you know, who knows which is true. Flaxseed oil, you should not heat. We have that on the list. I don't know why I put that on the list because that doesn't really belong with, cooking foods like it is uh i think you know i, I used to put that in smoothies like as a as a weight gaining tool hmm. <laughs> but uh you shouldn't cook with flaxseed oil but yeah i'm like you we, we have olive oil we have the or we use olive oil we have sesame oil and coconut oil and we even have canola oil for these random days when i say hey i'm gonna try making deep fried donuts out of potatoes today which i have done um mm-hmm. but we don't ever almost never ever use uh vegetable oil just because it's 
I don't know. It's kind of gross. I don't like how it smells even when I cook it. Yep. Agreed. And coconut oil, I am iffy on. I, I just, my mom has had uh, heart disease stuff, and she like completely avoids coconut oil. Um, and that has actually made me think about it some more, just given family heart history and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know. A lot of people will say coconut oil is super healthy, healthier than olive oil, even a health food. Uh, and I just don't know. And and when I don't know about a food, I tend not to have to too much of it. it. Yeah, just, or at least don't make it your everyday thing. Like, yeah. if, and I have it for, for days when I need it or when I want it. Uh, coconut oil is in Miyoko's butter, which is delicious, by the way, and should be on this list. Um, <laughs> but it's, again, it's coconut oil, and I'm just not sure about it. So I don't, I just don't eat it that much. Yep. But now and then. Yeah, it's same. We have we have it around. We usually I usually pull it out when I'm doing like a stir fry or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but it seems appropriate. Yeah. Um, all right, vinegars, apple cider vinegar, which we use a lot for different sauces, especially like uh, like cashew creams and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then balsamic vinegar because it's delicious. Yep. We use a lot of red wine vinegar. I tend to choose that one, but actually, I believe that apple cider and balsamic are healthier. Um, if you buy into the acid alkaline kind of stuff, which is not something to build your diet around, but I do think has some merit as far as like a consideration. Uh, apparently apple cider and balsamic are the two that, that like leave an alkaline ash in your body somehow. I don't know why, but they're technically acids, but somehow in your body they, they become alkaline. Um, so they're, they're probably the better choices than red or white wine vinegar, but I sometimes like those for the flavors. Mm-hmm. All right, um, soy products, tofu, tempeh, soy sauce, Bragg's amino acids instead of yeah. soy sauce. I don't do Bragg's amino acids anymore. That was that was my health nut, health store days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, we, yeah, we have tofu, uh, we have tofu and tempeh in the kitchen at all times. Yeah, me too. In, in the fridge, not not all the time. I don't. We don't have tempeh all the time, um, but tofu we always have. Kids love it. And ten- I really like tempeh when it's done right, especially like the local tempeh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the really, really the good. local tempeh that's like pre-seasoned. Uh-huh. Um, we just, like, Eliza, I mean, she'll just eat so much of that. We'll just chop it up and she'll just oh, yeah. get down on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, we haven't had an episode, I don't think, about soy and why we think soy is a good thing. Um, it's another one of those things where, like, there is a lot of controversy around it. I would not... I would not put it in the same category as coconut oil, where I'm like kind of unsure about it. Soy, I am, I am fairly certain that it is a health food. Uh, people say things about it causing cancer and things, but it, you could also find lots of things where it where it prevents cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's one of those things where like I don't make it my everyday food, but once a week, twice a week. I mean, I don't even think of it as a as a compromise. It's just it's just something I don't eat every day. Yep. But uh, very good. We've mentioned before, and I'll mention it again because it's worth it. Um, beans are such a health food. Like one of the best foods you can eat, um, American Cancer American Institute for Cancer Research, I think in two thousand seven, did a study. I know this because it's in my talk that I give. Um, they said we should have beans in every single meal that we eat as for for cancer prevention, hmm. uh, which is impractical, perhaps. Um, though there are ways to do it, um, but tofu and tempeh, people think of these sometimes as like a uh, people do think of these as like a vegetarian or vegan junk food tofu, uh, and it is that when it's deep fried, but. If it's not, like if it's air fried or if it's just lightly sort of sauteed in olive oil or or even you can do it without olive oil, believe it or not, um, that is still beans. And Dr. Greger says that beans are so healthy. And t- so tofu is about half as healthy, according to Dr. Greger, in terms of micronutrient content, fiber content, uh, because it is somewhat processed, but not too much. He says about half as healthy as beans. But because beans are so, so healthy, half as healthy as that means pretty darn healthy. So he is a big fan of tofu says eat it um tempeh though he says is is a less processed where you see the whole beans in it so that is more a whole food than tempeh or than tofu is plus whatever benefits of fermentation there are you get from tempeh as well so um like you not not opposed to those things at all Mm-hmm. then uh let's see coffee tea of course uh milks plant milks i <laughs> for some reason i don't know why i do this but i always get one almond and one Soy. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. We don't drink soy milk. I don't know why. We, we, switched, have, we, we switched back to soy when California was having a big drought a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, and 
it, uh, and a lot of our almond milk was coming from California and it's a very water heavy mm-hmm. um, nut. Mm-hmm. And so we switched back to soy. And then for some reason, ever since then, I kind of flip flop back and forth. And it is a little bit maybe creamier or thicker or something. Um, yeah. So if I'm putting it in a smoothie, then I'll often use soy milk. Uh-huh. But, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know which one's better for you. Really. I mean, I imagine almond milk's probably a little bit better for you. The soy milk might have a little bit more protein for the kiddos. Yeah, I think it just depends what you're looking for. I mean, both of them are a whole lot of water. Yeah. And, and not that much else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think I think the uh, soy milk has more calories and some of which is protein. Uh, so, yeah, whatever you're kind of looking for, I guess. Mm-hmm. And snacks. I mean, we don't really need to go into snacks. Everybody has their own choice. Tortilla Everybody chips on the list. I love tortilla chips. <laughs> You can't can't list, go wrong yeah. with tortilla chips. No, and and popcorn has been uh, has been Katie's pregnant. Oh yeah, snack. Yep. We do a lot of popcorn. Do you air fry mm. popcorn? I'm not air fry. Air pop popcorn, or do you put it in oil? Or what do you do? You don't, you don't microwave it, right? Actually, um, I'm oh, embarrassed duh. to say we do, uh, but not like the bagged microwave popcorn. We have this like this thing. It's this uh, silicone bowl right. thing. That's right. You told have me you seen it. these? No, I think you told me about it at one point. Okay, and you just like you put a, like a silicone lid on top of it, and you just put the you know the type of popcorn that you would get for an air fryer or, mm-hmm. or an air popper, right? Um, and just put it in there, and then put it on for like two minutes, and it turns into delicious popcorn. Nice. I have yeah. nothing against that. I have nothing against microwaves. I have things against the uh, those bags. I think they're terrible for you. Oh yeah, no no, have, don't do those. <laughs> don't do those, Matt. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do air popping a lot, but. It does. It's not the same to me. It's, it's too. Hmm. I don't know. The texture is not, not nearly as good as if you put it in some olive oil and and fry that in the pot the old fashioned mm-hmm. way. I don't know. Frying. I haven't done that in a long time. It's it's a mess and it and it burns sometimes and not not perfect by any means. Uh-huh. So the air popper is way easier. Yep. You know, also we have uh, truffle salt and that is delicious Ooh. on popcorn. That sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. It is. A little Miyoko's butter and some truffle salt. Oh man, it's mm. recipe for a good, good Friday night. <laughs> yeah. Throw on a, a movie and yep, that's it. You're in business. Um, what else? Anything else? I uh, know. I think that pretty much covers it for for my kind of go to. Obviously, that's not a, a complete grocery list. Um, you know, you're gonna want other things that that you tend to eat. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> there could be could be any sort of other things, but this is a good uh, base uh, to have. Make sure that your pantry is stocked. You know, obviously, I'm not buying olive oil every time I go to the grocery store. I'm not buying uh, vinegar or, um, you know, a bunch of dried beans and stuff every time I go because a lot of that stuff's already in the pantry. But uh, yeah. if you have a well stocked pantry, then um, you know, then it probably has all the stuff in it. So this is kind of a good. Good base grocery list that we've put together. And you can find yeah. that at nomadeathlete.com slash vegetarian dash athlete dash grocery list or just Google Nomad Athlete grocery list. Yeah. Um, and uh, the old version is live right now, which if you're listening to this right when we publish it, but <laughs> the new one will, will be updated and go live soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think speaking big picture generally, I said earlier that I don't really buy things we don't have a meal plan, but we do also have a stocked pantry of stuff that just is there. Uh, and maybe that's, maybe that I should thank my wife for it because somehow we do have all this stuff. Um, or just from different times when we bought it and then didn't end up using it or whatever, but we have a bunch of the stuff. So I think, I think it's super important if you have the stuff around, just speaking in terms of habits. Um, Chef AJ says, has a saying that's what, if it's in your house, it's in your mouth mm-hmm. and her, her thinking there, she's speaking about junk food more than health food here, saying if you if you buy the ice cream at the store or you buy the tortilla chips or whatever, like at, it is in that moment that you're deciding that you're going to eat these things, right? Like you don't you don't buy those and then say I, I'm going to buy these, but I might not actually eat them, or hopefully I won't eat them. Of course not. You're you're going to eventually eat them. It's just a matter of how long it's going to take you. And if you if you are, you know, if you have a good healthy relationship with your tortilla chips, Doug, then. Uh, then it'll take you a week or two to get through the bag. You're not going to eat it all in one sitting. Um, but still, when you buy that stuff, you are deciding you're going to eat it. So much, much better to just sort of design your environment 
for success, whatever whatever that means. Some, some people don't, you know, find eat tortilla chips. Um, but some people, you know, that would that would be detrimental to their goals. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, make the, when it's easy to make the decision, this is why the old don't go to the grocery store hungry tip is good. Uh, just just make, make the decision then, and then it's a whole lot harder when you're at home. Yes, you'll be hemming and hawing about whether you should go out and get beer. I've done that before, where I don't buy beer saying... I'm going to try to drink less beer, so I'm just not going to buy a six-pack of beer so I don't have it around, um, which is a huge obstacle to drinking it if you don't have it, by the way. Uh, so then it turns into like, well, I kind of really want it, so maybe I'll go to the store. And and so you have that little fight with yourself. But at least you're having that fight, and then if, if you're really committed to making a change, with, with whether it's beer or wine or something that's not alcohol at all but just a junky food, um, yeah, I mean, I think just buy healthy food, have the healthy food on hand so that it's easy for you to look up a quick recipe and, you know, cobble together some sort of healthy meal rather than having to go order takeout or something. Mm-hmm. And nothing wrong with takeout. Like, takeout's great. I just think I always feel kind of bad when we, like, do it because we didn't have any meal planned. Uh, if it's, like, a, a Friday and it's we haven't done it in a while, and like, hey, let's do takeout tonight, that's really fun. That that feels good. When it feels like, what are we going to have dinner tonight? I have no idea. Should we do takeout? That doesn't feel good to me. That feels like we, we failed. So have healthy stuff on hand so that you can always find something. Good words to end it by, Matt. Thank you. That's <laughs> what I do best. <laughs> well said. <laughs> what, what is uh, Jerry Springer's thing? Final? Oh, yeah, Jerry's final thoughts, I think. Jerry's, Matt's final thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Is Jerry Springer like still on, Doug? What's that? Is Jerry Springer still on? I have no idea. I, I heard he's like a really nice guy. When my mom yeah. was in, I think it was Sarasota, and he he was like a local there, and people said he's just like the coolest guy. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I think it is still on. I saw it like a couple months ago on TV, hmm. and I and I for some reason had it on. We didn't have like normal TV access. We have the Spectrum app that we put on for sports, or whatever. But for some reason, we put it on. I put on Jerry Springer, and I was watching it, and the kids saw it. And they're like, what is this? And it just hit me. I was like, I cannot believe that we grew up thinking this was like normal TV to have on. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. I mean, it was the, it was like, it's staged fights and people just like being insane at each other. Uh-huh. It's still the same all these years yeah, later? Yeah, when I saw it. And, and I, I don't even, it could have been a rerun from 20 years ago. I don't know. Uh-huh. But it looked the same to me. That's it was embarrassing to have on for the kids to see. I didn't even know how to explain like, yeah, this is just like a normal show. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, now we're leaving on that note. That's what we always do. Got to, got to leave on the. The true final thoughts is not related to the topic that we have been discussing. Well, man, it was good to it was good to do an episode on a topic that I don't think we've covered before. And it was right. a long one. We're almost at an hour and ten minutes, just about. Good. Then let's wrap it up. All right. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yes. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Next Take week. Back. Bye.